Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another podcast episode of Mysterious Headlines. Today, we're going to talk about some updates in the Lori Vallow Daybell case. If you're not already familiar with the case, you can go back and listen to my previous podcast episodes where I detail when, why, and how the case began and where things are at now. But today I have some bizarre updates, and I've said this when covering this case already, that everything about this case is bizarre, and these updates are bizarre. The first update comes from Alex Cox's ex-wife. Now, if you remember, Alex Cox is Lori Vallow Daybell's brother. He was the one that shot and killed Charles Vallow, apparently in self-defense. I did a whole podcast episode on that situation, if you're curious to listen to that. But he is the one that shot and killed Charles Vallow. We also know Alex Cox is deceased. He passed away in December of 2019, apparently of natural causes. Now, his ex-wife came forward to law enforcement in the summer of 2020, July of 2020, is when she came forward and spoke to law enforcement. But this conversation has just come to light now to the public. So we have just recently heard about it. But this conversation did happen in July of 2020. Now, she had divorced Alex Cox Shortly before Charles Vallow died, I think it was maybe five or six months before Charles Vallow died by the hands of Alex Cox, is when Alex Cox got divorced from this woman. And she then later went to speak to law enforcement, and this was after Lori Vallow had already been arrested, Alex Cox had already died. Chad Daybell had already been arrested for the two bodies of the kids found in his backyard. Now, she went to law enforcement and she told them that Alex Cox, her former husband, used to perform sex acts or fake sex acts with his sister, Lori Vallow Daybell. Now, bizarre, I told you, right? Bizarre. And she goes into further detail because the law enforcement officer asks and says, well, what do you mean? What do you qualify as a fake sexual act? And she explains that he would lift his sister up on her hips and they would thrust back and forth and make moaning sounds to simulate a sex act and they would be laughing while doing it and that other family would be around like their parents and their parents apparently condoned it and thought it was funny and thought it was normal and his wife at the time thought it was bizarre beyond belief and brought it up to law enforcement. Now, he also spoke to law enforcement. She also spoke to law enforcement and said that he was a comedian, which we did know that. He was a performing comedian that would 
do shows at comedy clubs. So a legit comedian that was spending, um, that was part of his job, was an actual paying comedian. And he would be constantly making jokes. And she said he had made some offhanded jokes or what she thought were jokes about like, oh, I think Charles Vallow might die. He might need to die. And she said, I always thought it was, you know, part of his jokes because he did his comedy comedy routines. And she was like, I always thought he was, you know, it was some kind of joke he was incorporating in his comedy routine. And now looking back, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. We can see that Charles Vallow died at the hands of Alex Cox. And we can see, well, that statement's kind of alarming. So that, again, was all set on the record to law enforcement July of 2020. But we are just now hearing about it now. Because law enforcement just chose to release it now. But that bizarre, interesting, why would Charles Vallow and... Or sorry, not Charles Vallow. But why would Alex Cox and Lori Vallow be doing that kind of stuff? It is bizarre. It's not normal for siblings to do that. I have a sibling. I have an older brother. And that would be really weird. Really weird. Even if you were quote unquote joking, it would be really, really weird. It would be bizarre beyond belief. I would never think of doing that with my sibling. Now this next update is equally as bizarre. We know that Lori Valadabel is currently incompetent to stand trial. So she is at a mental health facility in Rexburg, Idaho, getting mental health treatment. And the job of the mental health workers is to restore her competency so she can stand trial for the charges against her. That is all their job is. Now, we know, this came out last week, that a mental health worker at this facility had a conversation with Lori, basically encouraging her to change her counsel change her lawyer and reach out to the LDS legal department. Now, LDS is the Church of Latter-day Saints, the church that we know she was a member of. And this mental health worker encouraged her to reach out to their legal department and consider changing her counsel, which is totally against the code of ethics for this healthcare worker to be telling her. That is not the job of a healthcare worker. And now they are interfering with the case. So big problems there. Then it goes even deeper because she does reach out to the legal department. She calls them, Lori calls them and starts telling them all about her well we don't we don't know what she told the legal department we can assume maybe she divulged her case and what's going on but we don't know what she told them but she shared her shared maybe some information or maybe she didn't have to share anything at all because they probably already know about her case because it's a big case in general and a big case especially in their church so they she maybe didn't have to share anything but she called them up inquired about their legal services and then the 
legal services from the LDS church, they call the prosecutor, Rob Wood, in Idaho and say, hey, we got a call from Lori inquiring about our legal services. And so then the prosecutor brought it to the judge and said, hey, I heard from legal services that this whole chain of events happened. It started with the health care worker, the mental health care worker, contacting or telling Lori Vallow Dabo to contact legal services. Lori Vallow contacts legal services. Legal services contacts the prosecutor. The prosecutor contacts the judge. And there we have a problem. That mental health care worker should have never taught, talked to her about that, should have never had a conversation about that. And that is where the problem lies. And so now we will wait to see how this truly affects the case in the long term. We'll have to see. We don't know exactly yet what is going to happen. Maybe something will happen with that healthcare worker and her job, but we just are not sure yet. Now, the other news and update with the case also has to do with the LDS Church. The Church of Latter-day Saints, which Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell were a part of. And in the last episode, I talked all about how they were, you know, using their religion in all of this. And some people believe that, you know, they really, it was like a cult. And Lori really did buy into all of Chad Daybell's beliefs and really did think that people were zombies and, you know, had been so brainwashed and the thinking that and other people think no they actually knew what they were doing they really knew what they were doing and they were just using their they were just using their religion as a excuse now we don't know and only time will tell as you know their case actually goes to trial we'll probably start to get some of that information some of those answers but until then we just really don't know but We know that they were both a part of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They were proud members of the church. And just last week to the media, it was released that Chad Daybell is no longer a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, if you're familiar at all with the LDS Church, um, they have what's called excommunication, where if someone has violated some of their rules and some of their conduct, then you can be excommunicated from the church. Now, every religion has something kind of similar to this, but it depends on the religion and the church as far as what this actually means. For the LDS church, excommunication is pretty big because excommunication means that you cannot enter one of their temples, which is temples are their sacred buildings that people get married in and you're not allowed to enter one of the temp any of their temples anywhere in the world if you have been excommunicated you're not um allowed to participate in church activities in church groups and in this religion it is a big deal if you have been
excommunicated. It's basically like a shunning, saying, you're no longer welcome here. We don't want you here. And the letter that they released, that the church released, basically said that, you know, in accordance with some of his actions and his pending criminal charges, that he has been excommunicated from the church. Now, we do know that people can be reinstated as a member of the church if they're able to do a certain set set of steps they can be reinstated as a member back into the church but as of now he has been excommunicated from the church which to some people you may think like okay big deal like he's been excommunicated from the church but again it's a really big thing in the church and it's a big thing that the church is actually acknowledging that hey We've seen and we've heard his actions and what he said and what he's done. And we don't want that kind of person in our church. We don't want that person around. And it sends Chad Daybell a message, certainly. That, wait a second, maybe I went too far with all of this. You know, if he was using religion as a cover-up, for all of this madness, then he might realize that, wait a second, I went too far. Or if he wasn't using religion as a cover-up, and maybe he truly believes that people are turning into zombies and they need to be rid of, of this world, then maybe he will realize, crap, maybe none of that is true. If the church is excommunicating me, then maybe it's not true. So it'll be interesting. They have not released anything. The church has not released anything for Lori Valadebel. So it'll be interesting to see if they excommunicate her. That has not happened according to what we know yet. But it's certainly a possibility So some interesting and bizarre updates in the Lori Valadebel case. I would love to hear your thoughts. What do you think about all this? What do you think about what Alex Cox's ex-wife said about him imitating and pretending sex acts? What do you think about that? What do you think about the mental health worker telling Lori Valadebel to contact the LDS legal department. I mean, I think, quite frankly, she should be fired because that's a breach of your job. That's a breach of your job. And you work for the health, for the state mental health facility. And so they're getting people from prison and jail all the time there. So it's not like, oh, she's probably never encountered someone in that kind of situation. No, I'm sure she has. And I think she needs to be held accountable for it. And then I'd love to know what you think in regards to the excommunication of Chad Daybell. What do you think about it? Share your thoughts with any of this on Twitter at MYS Headlines using the hashtag Mysterious Headlines so we can keep the conversation going. And... As always, thank you for listening. 
when new updates in this case arise, I'll be back with another podcast episode. In the meantime, I'm working on some other podcast episodes focusing on other crime cases and mysterious person cases. If you have any that you think I should cover, you can always tweet me. I love to find out about new ones and share as much information as I can to spread the word about missing person cases. But until next time, thank you for listening. Bye.